0: We are back. Yet another wonderful, wonderful episode of the Dirty Laundry Game Worn Hockey Podcast. Joining me again this week, Wade Hampton and Paul Rank. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Great.
1: Doing well, thank you.
0: It's sunny out in California and Wade and I being less than two hours away from each other. It's um, awfully smoky thanks to those damn Canadians burning things. (laughs) At least we're not in New York where you can't even see out your window, but uh, it's... Smells like smoke here and uh, pretty hazy. So yeah. they, um, they had to of,
2: close the they had to close the top in Toronto for the baseball stadium. I know that.
0: Oh yeah, we're just great. hoping Sean. Everything's all right. Yeah, and I hope it's not near Sean Chalk and some of the guys up there. I know Sean went through it a couple of years ago and yeah. couldn't imagine. A lot of different things on the uh, agenda for this evening. One of oh, as we have been trying to touch on first equipment sales. Um, the Detroit Red Wings come up this weekend, Saturday, June 10th, from 10 to 6 at the Little Little Cedars Arena. Uh, going to have 2022-23 game-worn jerseys, equipment, discounts on past season jerseys, discounts on autograph pictures, and a whole lot more. Uh, phone orders will start at 1 p.m. Uh, you can get the details from Hockey Town Authentics for the phone number if you're going to do orders. It's interesting that they're doing orders in the middle of the place being open because, God, that'd be nuts.
2: Yeah, imagine if you're, like, looking for something and then somebody online orders it and they're like, hey, sorry, it's uh, sold.
0: Yeah, or trying to, them to get a, an accurate inventory as fast as right. stuff's going to go out the door.
2: Don't they sell
0: everything? Like,
2: and I know in the past i see. don't they sell, like, the jersey, the pants, the socks, and all of it together? in for certain things,
1: isn't it, Paul? They do that for the reverse retro sets.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, They did that. not everything. Not everything, no. They um, reverse retro sets, what, two, three years ago, whatever it was from the first one. And then this past year, they've already sold the reverse retro sets. Those were, what, January or February, I can't remember, after they were done wearing them. So um, it will be a disappointment. Those will not be at the sale. They're already in collector's hands, so.
0: Um, the next one is going on as we and had I have known that I'd try to reach out to anybody that they probably been too busy to respond is as of right now, the uh, Kraken Seattle Kraken sale. It started as we're recording this. It's 8.50 p.m. Central Time. So 6.50 p.m. on the West Coast where where Paul is out there. Uh, Four to six. They had the pre-sale for the Kraken Hockey League people and season ticket holders, six to eight p.m. for the general public uh this is exciting opportunity to purchase kraken player gently and not so gently used gear first come first serve gear bags toiletry bags mesh bags helmets visors skates skate guards new and used sticks hoodies pants gloves shells socks goalie equipment and pucks no jerseys because my gray has them i'm hoping to see some some pictures and some info on the uh sale how it went um I'm, I'm on the page where it was posted. And from the, the, uh, this was on the game one hockey collectors, the main, our, our big page, I guess it's the granddaddy of all the pages. Uh, but the comments were all from the day it was posted. I'll check around and see if there's any updates. And for anybody, if they listen to this podcast, hear it, reach out to me. I'd, uh, in two weeks, I'd love to hear kind of how theirs went. Um, one that happened this past weekend, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but I was cracking up at the posts online, because of course I, I joined groups of, of all the game worn pages, even if it's not teams that I would buy or, or really follow, but the, this was posted in Chicago Blackhawks uh, group that also covers the, uh, the ice hogs and things like that. Well, the ice hogs did their sale this weekend. And I think we even mentioned it two weeks ago at the last podcast. And it sounds like it was a shit show. Their <laughs> pricing was stupid. Yeah. And again, I'm not. I don't rip on collectors for pricing, but the team's dumb. Did you guys see the pricing on some of this stuff? I think the cheapest rack
2: I saw was like 750 for jerseys.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was shocked at. So I, I know the Ice Hog stuff goes fairly high, but I was surprised at a sale like that. Um, yeah, n- nothing jersey wise seemed. Um, What's the right word? Reasonable. Reasonable?
0: And yeah. one of the bigger one of the bigger racks they have, and, and if you're a part of the the Blackhawks group and missed it on one of the pages, they have the picture of all the racks. One of the big round racks, thousand dollars for each of those jerseys. I mean, some of the designs I will say are very cool. The gray one with the big the pig logo in the middle and stuff. They're very sharp. Yeah. Even as a, even a if I was an Ice Hogs fan, that's a lot of money to chunk down for for. Those jerseys. I, I, I guess the
2: hard thing is, I don't know what, like, you know, where they're selling them. Are they selling them on dash, which seems to be the place that a lot of the, the AHL teams like to sell stuff. If they're doing them in house, if they're doing auctions and raffles, what they're getting for them. I mean, a lot of times, and we've talked about it in the past, a lot of times the people running these things are not hobbyists. And I think they have a disillusion of value. Sometimes um, a because- lot of times they grow in, They grow into learning it, but they don't have it right away.
0: Right. Or they think because they're tied with the Hawks, the Hawks had a huge market and their jerseys are tight. Well, one, they don't, they don't mass market selling them. They seem to be starting to head that way a little bit more now because of not doing the, their big summer uh, event in Chicago and all that kind of stuff. And the, the cloud over their, their current team, I think that's turned a lot of people off. So, um,
2: I just think, you know, you have to I mean, if you're doing a, if you're going to call the summer sale and you're doing it as something that's designed to help, you know, put, you know, collectors to the stuff, then it has to be priced accordingly in in some level, you know, and I think they missed the boat there. I mean, uh, again, we weren't there, so I don't know what those racks look like at the end of the thing, but my, my gut tells me they probably weren't a whole lot thinner than they were when they started.
0: And, and comments from people that were there kind of seemed to point to that is I, I kind of followed that post when it started throughout the rest of the day. And everybody's like, yeah, there's not many jerseys leaving those racks. And these were, these were collectors and people that go to deal between the Hawks and, and the ice Hawks. And I think they were pretty shocked with it too.
1: Sure. I mean, there is one comment on the thread that, um, Someone went to a game back in March and they had gamers there for four hundred.
0: Then, why? Yeah, like, yeah, then why, like, why? the hell would you jack them up like that? And maybe they're they're some of those may have been specialty ones. I don't know what specialty and what's regular of those just by looking at them. And I know some of the specialties go higher, but for crap's sake, you're yeah. also a smaller team that goes back in your budget to to buy future stuff. You think you wouldn't want to hang on to it, but yeah, whatever. I don't I, I'm not in that line of work uh to to run those businesses and know how the back end goes. Um speaking of some other Jersey-related sales stuff, you do have uh, open right after we did our last show, classic auctions. Uh, you've got the Bobby Hull collection in here, uh, Ray Bork's collection. You got a lot of championship rings and trophies, Montreal Canadians, a lot of maple leaves, Bobby Orr stuff, uh, Rangers. There's a, a good mix of things in here. Um yeah. Some, some interesting pieces if you want some i want to call them oddball but but out of the ordinary things
2: yeah it's a pretty eclectic auction it's a big one too i mean you know total number of items is pretty impressive i i you know they the la- they, they have they always have an impressive auctions but this one seems maybe a little bigger and broader than the last couple
0: right like the the bobblehead dolls that they have from, uh, 67, 68 of a bunch of different teams. They have a blues one too, the Nodder dolls. That's insane. They have, um, and uh, again, I mentioned them earlier because of Canadian fires is you have, uh, two signed Gretzky jerseys, two blues ones, and then a, uh, all-star one, all with Sean chalk, uh, LOAs with them. And they're the double, the the Blues Gretzky ones would be, I think, as close as you would get to a gamer because it has it's all customized the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The extra yeah. Velcro, double CCM, everything. Yeah.
2: those were those were those were around for a while and then got a little harder to find, especially the ones with the Velcro patch. The thing you got to watch for sometime on those Gretzky's is um, a lot. Some of those ended up where people were taking the single side CCMs and having somebody stitch on the CCM to the other side mm-hmm. to make them look like Gretzky cut ones. So, you know, if you're a collector of authentic jerseys, that's something to be careful of, but yeah. Um, yeah. Big, uh, big auction. I mean, I was looking, 20, 20 yeah, days
0: yet to go. She got plenty of time there yet. Tons of cards too. Oh yeah. You know, the card thing is just blowing up, but
2: man, they have t- like almost 300 lots of trading cards.
0: They got a, uh, if you like the, the, again, from the St. Louis blues, side things things, clown Jersey, uh, uh 96, 97, Chris Pronger already at yep. $2,040. His stuff's yeah. become really hot again recently.
2: Yeah. He's, he's definitely, definitely picked up, you know, popularity. I mean, there's definitely a, a market for him. I, I, the one thing I saw that was in there that interests me and it's not a blues Jersey, but it's a, a blues player is the Curtis Joseph Oilers Jersey on there is that thing seemed like it got some heat pretty quick. Um, yeah. I think that one jumped up in price pretty quick on in there, too. For for
0: Paul's side of things, you got a Joe Thornton 1415 with the A on it, uh, currently at $1,264. Not bad. You do have a 2223 reverse retro. And again, those are beautiful. Uh, uh, Mario uh, Ferraro. No. At 491. Uh, who else have you got in here? Uh, Todd Harvey from 2000, 2001 with a 10th anniversary patch. If you need for some of the people that collect older patches, uh, Brent Burns skates from the all-star game, or I'm sorry. Uh, no, AS one skates. Sorry. I read that wrong. 1718 18 skates. Um, and you, I mean, you got some old stuff, 74, 75 WHA jerseys in here. If, so if you're looking for, for any era, it's in this auction.
2: Oh yeah. This is a this is a big one.
0: So 20 days to go gives you plenty of time to um, to go bid on those. So make sure you go check out uh, ClassicAuctions.net for all their different pieces. Um Paul, you came across some interesting changes. Um and it, it they seem to be doing this because on the page it shows their evolution is we, we've had the discussions about fanatics and taking uh, the jerseys after this next season to, to, for the teams, but also we talked about, and, and again, we don't know how this will go. If it'll happen with some teams, no teams, we, we just don't know is a fanatics will be selling any of these to their game, game worn piece. And you found they have this, their, their crazy little sticker. Yes,
1: they have, um, what is it, their Fan Secure authentic Authenticity Verification System, which I guess is something MLB has been using for a while. And it just keeps evolving on how they do it. When I recall when they first started doing the Rangers jerseys, there was just like a little hologram on it. Real tiny, those of us who are older and have terrible eyes, it was terrible to read. Um, you know, tiny print. And then they have this website at... Um, fanatics.com slash fan secure and the old method was you'd um, get the id off the um, hologram and type it in it will tell you about the jersey what it was i guess now since uh, april there's another step you gotta read the hologram number off of it which is hard enough for some of us and then there's a key code which is in another area of the hologram down below, and it's three numbers, I mean, sorry, three letters, and it doesn't matter what you enter them in as, but you have to turn it to read it, and I had a jersey here for a friend, and I could not read that key code, no matter how hard I, I tried, and I kept entering it into uh, the, the authentication page, and it eventually just locked me out and saying threw me an error, and I tried to talk to fanatics about it, and that was just not helpful and couldn't get anywhere <laughs> like
0: that gee i i expected a different answer than that paul and i don't know if yeah. i did do a, a screen share i don't know if you guys are seeing it okay there yeah. of the the sticker and the the little logo and that and um it is as you see down here uh those are the different holograms they've used in the past um and now yeah progressing this new one i mean it is I, I will say I don't mind it in the fact that they're they're making it's more tamper resistant and things like that. It's interesting that they do lock you out after a while. Um, because I guess what's the only thing I can figure is of okay, if you're like somehow randomly able to guess the numbers and the key code combination, you can somehow fake their sticker. But the yeah. odds of uh-huh. being able to come up with a with the number that's that long and the key code to match, forget it.
1: Yeah, it's I mean the you know before before they added the key code, you could get the number, put it in there and find out when they thought the jersey was worn. Um, you know, for example, the going back to the World Cup of Hockey when they were selling those. That's when we first started playing with this. You entered in the ID, you got got the information uh of when they claimed like what periods the jersey was worn. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it was a start at least. But, you know, I, I found this now not being able to get in. That that information is worth more than just authenticating the jersey. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I don't, I mean, we can de- debate this. I see this as authentication of the hologram. Yeah. Not not of what it's attached to. Because I know, like, when they put them on, the fight's traffic, before, they've fallen off. They now say it's tamper resistant. Um, oh. It, well, they all say that. I mean, right.
0: Because yeah, even like what the blues have done this past year is they had a barcode in the neck. And when you bought the Jersey and they'd send it to you, you got a, a sheet of paper. And I think you could look up the code online and it matched that too, of what the games were used in. I yeah. haven't looked up. It does. Yeah. The blues,
2: the blues stickers that they put on the letter and then they put the sticker on the Jersey. That sticker comes off. Like I have a couple jerseys that unfortunately I think I lost the sticker that was on the Jersey. And I honestly, when I get them at this point, I get the Jersey that's the sticker that's on the Jersey and I take it off and I attach it to the letter next to the other sticker because they fall off and they don't stick to anything. And, you know, that's just the nature of stickers. And, you know, I worked in in the sticker business, the authentication (laughs) sticker business for a while. And, you know, there's no foolproof answer to the whole thing, unfortunately. Um, this is fanatics trying, but in the same sense, like that's somebody who's not really, whoever came up with this thing is somebody who's not really a hobbyist who doesn't understand how complex and painful that key code thing is going to be. So, I mean, that's going to be a pain. It just just watching, the, like sitting here looking at your screen with that, that thing moving around to try to figure out the letters. Yeah, you
0: know, and you can do them in any thing. order, which. Um... Get out of here. I mean, that's. Yeah.
1: There's other ways to keep it safe. What's that? I mean, at least it helps. It can be any order, but still. Yeah. I I was not able to do it, but.
2: Yeah. It just seems, it seems redundant to have that on there with the cert number and the QR code and yada, you know, yada, yada, yada. They're always trying to figure out a way to, to make it more complex without, you know, when there's simpler ways to do it. And, And
0: just like we've talked in the past with any online, verification thing and I, and I know fanatics is a multi-billion dollar business now and all these things but even multi-billion dollar businesses fail what happens if five years from now after you sold a shit ton of stuff they get let's say even they Stiner. get out by somebody else and and the the end of the support goes away and it's Stiner. all deleted
1: or, or god forbid the laptop which has all the data on it gets lost yeah <laughs> yeah. Sorry. that's and For people who don't know, that's a reference to the Red Wings program that <laughs> a lot of the earlier jerseys, um, you know, well, let me backtrace just a little bit. The Red, Red Wings also had a hologram program, and I think they still have it. And you get two holograms, um, one which you can put on your LOI, one you can put on your jersey. And interestingly, both come in an envelope, not put on anything yet. But the database for a lot of the earlier jerseys, and I think this is about four or five years ago now this happened, were lost when a lap- laptop crashed. And no wow. one has a copy of the database. So we've <laughs> tried to piece some of it together from old, old price lists and stuff. But
0: but that, uh, see, that's – and and do you know how many years ago that was? you remember?
1: Pre-COVID, but I'm not sure how much. So
0: not, not 10 years ago, but yeah. – but to call it five.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm I guess.
0: sorry, Paul. you you were in IT forever. I'm that's that's my main job now. I deal with data backup and shit all the time. You're telling me five years ago you didn't whoever was working on them didn't even back up to freaking uh, Google or anywhere, didn't put it anywhere else. Or again, they work for the freaking red wings. They have, you know, they have a server for logging into their computers or something. You didn't store it somewhere else. Who the hell thought this was a good idea?
1: I Wish I had an answer. I mean, I it, do not.
0: That just seems to, to hear that story. And I, and I guess I, I knew it was lost. I didn't realize that was the story behind it. I find that dumb as hell. If you'd have told me 10, if it was 10 or 12 or 15 years ago, there. I know there wasn't as many cloud options. There, there was, but it wasn't as widely pushed or trusted. Now we back up everything to the cloud. Come on. And this data is
1: not really... Well, it's important to us, but there's nothing of interest in it that if someone gets their hands on it, it really matters.
0: Right. If it's Other stolen, yeah, if it's a, stolen, so what?
1: Yeah. Other than matching a number to uh, a, a jersey. That's it. Right.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that it'll be interesting to see. And again, how well this works and, and if if you're a collector and have gotten any kind of fanatic stuff recently with this kind of hologram let us know if it worked for you um paul you're you're a pretty smart guy um i i wouldn't think you'd have any issue with this but it, it and maybe their system screwed up and the and the letters out of any order don't work like they expect them to or supposed to
1: yeah i mean i'm sure people have gotten it to work and i think part of it was just my an ability to read those letters. I had to guess a number of times on it.
2: Uh, I, re- I re- You guys brought up the World Cup of Hockey. I did read that, I guess, the NHL and the NHLPA, that is one of their uh, prime objectives is to get that to happen again. So I think we're going to see World Cup of Hockey jerseys in the next sooner
1: than later. Yeah, and, and that those were – to be nice. Those were the last jerseys I purchased directly from Fanatics. Um, I, I have some jerseys since then that I've purchased secondhand, but I, I just felt that whole process of getting the World Cup of Hockey jerseys was—it was like it was like buying from a used car salesman.
0: Right, well and, yeah. and we've, we've talked that at length many times before yeah. when the when the the fanatics got the the blue stuff for a while same thing is five people would reach out to the same salesperson and each would get a different price or oh i'm giving you the best price you're you're this and then we we all talk and oh yeah i was told this and this person was told that and it was and we called them out because we were tired of the bullshit.
1: yeah and that happened world Cup hockey too we were all comparing notes we were generating a list and we had a lot of inconsistencies on it <laughs> and yes, I know they're commission based. I understand that, but it's. But be
0: consistent with your pricing. If, if your bi- if the big boss says, okay, you have this much flexibility, then that's where you work. But five guys knowing again, yeah. maybe they're too stupid to not think that we talk or collectors talk like that. I mean, just don't be an idiot because that gets people yeah. turned off or then you get the pi- prices all driven down because people are like, hey, you offered it at this. You better be cutting me a better deal.
1: And some of the prices for World Cup of Hockey were dramatically different on what we were hearing.
0: Wow. Yeah. It, we're seems, talking, like yeah. it seems like they've done they a little cover.
2: better job with the Ranger stuff. I think most everybody now gets the same prices on the Ranger stuff. So at least at least, maybe they have seemingly are figuring that out that that's not the way to do it. You know, you can't you can't deceptively price stuff and expect people not to figure out that, you know, in a small community that, that the prices are different for a than to B. right. And Uh,
1: fanatics um, I'm in California when you're offering signed, authentic Rangers jerseys. Don't call me at nine 30 East coast time to offer them to me. I'm not interested. I'm not even interested at noon, but when you, when I answer my phone at six 30, or a salesman. <laughs> it's just like that. That that.
0: So what you're saying is, Paul, is anybody on this podcast that has your 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 phone call you early in the morning if, if... <laughs> you really
1: want the deal? Yes, especially if it's a signed authentic.
2: Because yeah, that's... you you want the best deal. Call Paul at six thirty a.m. Yes. <laughs> hey,
1: thank you. <laughs>
0: um. So as uh, another big topic that uh, that I've seen. It's always funny. We get off the the show and start doing other things. And immediately I see stuff pop up, go, damn, that's good for the next show. And it just helps me build. As we do these every other week, there's a lot of stuff to build. Uh, By the way, doing them every two weeks makes things much easier. Uh, We try to do them weekly, but that gets exhausting, by the way, (laughs) for anybody trying to just put together and research stuff. so. We I think we we all saw one of the one of the parts of this discussion and then the other piece I encountered and then Wade actually just found a third piece of this of this topic. We in one of the groups, um, w- there was a um, a Buffalo Sabres jersey that had a uh, a patch attached to it that it's not supposed to. And Seeing the post, it was, and Paul, step in on this because I knew you knew a lot about it too, is it was added but not disclosed, correct? I believe so. Okay. Yes. Um, And I should have pulled that back up, but I think it may have been deleted. But some people basically said, yeah, it, the whoever was selling it said it's this jersey, blah, 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 blah. And people looked into it and said, no, nope, it's not this. It shouldn't have had whatever the, the patch was, and I may see if I can find it. Um, in the post. Sorry, I should have had that up. But it's, it's the question of disclosure. If, and again, let's, let's, there, there's two avenues to go here is one. If let's say I buy a jersey and decide, and we're, we'll actually get into the, the example of this with the one Wade found here in a minute, I get this jersey, and the Blues won the cup, the jersey I had was from that year, but it's not a cup jersey, I'm going to buy a cup patch and throw it on there. In the case of, of this jersey that we saw from Buffalo, it was whatever their specialty jersey was, the person threw it on there. I believe that was the same person that put the patch on by what I understand. And we're, just, we're selling it as the jersey came with that patch. But again, doing your homework and research, people got that called out pretty quick. I feel, and again, this is example number one, this is a big no-no. Now we go to example number two. Uh, that that tracks along with with that piece uh, that Wade found. and Let me share the uh, get this up here and share the the screen again. Is this was a uh, a, a seller on uh, eBay selling uh, jerseys from different teams here, and it's a uh, Robbie Fabry set three or set two, excuse me, from the Cup year. And if you can see the picture here as I zoom in, that's the outline of a cup patch. These blue Stanley Cup jerseys in the set tag are marked as Stanley Cup, and they wore one, one jersey per game through the entire run. In this case, uh, the seller is 100% upfront with this, um, going down a description, mentions the jersey, size, the whole bit. Note previous owner had attached a champion's patch to this jersey. Patches removed, but unfortunately, thick adhesive residue was left where the patch was once placed. I respect this seller a lot because I'm mean, it it's he says it was removed. I'm assuming he did it, knowing that it wasn't correct, but didn't want to risk tearing up the fabric. And And I'm okay with it as is because then whoever the buyer is can take the risk of getting the rest of it cleaned off, which may or may not be a big deal. But I like the disclosure here. The guy bought it this way, went, corrected it the best he could. Did it right. Yeah. He did it right.
2: He told everybody what it was and you got to respect that. You know, there's no, no shenanigans there.
0: No, Um, because anybody, any blues, most blues collectors as soon as they see that set tag should know that that patch doesn't belong there there shouldn't even be i know there's we say there's never any one-offs but in this i mean even in this case being a set two there's no way that would have been turned into a cup jersey anyway
2: sure yeah the final one
0: i'm sorry paul go ahead
2: oh no, that was wade no i said yeah they're all tagged all the finals ones are tagged appropriately i mean you know, they did a yeah, pretty yeah We've good seen job a
0: we've here. seen a bunch of them through sales and different stuff. We know we know what to what to see in them. The final one I stumbled across by accident um was a a jersey that I sold about this time last year-ish. See it pop up, and I I went to go look at it just because and, and when I looked at the pulled up the picture of the front of it, there was a lot more stuff on it than there was when it left me. I any jersey I, I sell, of course, anytime when I go to sell a jersey, I've taken a ass ton of pictures of it to show all the different marks and anything you need to know. But when I'm when I sell it, I don't delete those because it's come in handy multiple times when questions come up later or or whatnot. And it's not always intentional, uh, what happens. But in, in this case, I see this, see the jersey, I go to look at it, I'm like, wait a minute on the front, breast, uh, near where jersey had a heart patch for a while they took it off recycled it into the preseason it was much dirtier in that location which seemed odd next on the sleeve near the nine there's a big red like a v almost it almost could have been mistaken for blood but it's not so i'm like what the hell so i i actually i reached out to the seller i'm like hey I know who this went to. Did you get it directly from him or kind of what's the story? And he said it came, it, it bounced between the guy I sold it to, two other people, and then finally to him. He didn't know what to think about the the marks and, and stuff on it or or what had happened to it. Um, I was surprised. I laid it out. I sent him every one of my pictures. There's like a, what what looks like a, like a red V, but it's kind of faded. Again, almost looks like blood. But I'm like, this is not how it left my house because here's the pictures I took the day I right before I sold it, which sold the same day I took the pictures. Wanted to let you know. And the jersey sold within a day or so. I don't know if the seller attempted to clean it or whatnot, but that it's not the first time I've seen that happen where it'll leave. And, and or I've seen accusations from it of other collectors in the hobby of, hey, I sold this jersey with. Here's what it looked like. Now it has this, this, and this where, or these other marks, or this hole. What the hell happened? And I guess it's it's be careful. And it's especially with the modern stuff, it's extremely easy to match that stuff, as as we've talked about at length. But sometimes somebody's gonna be a quick, especially it being a, a, a big star player. Oh, I gotta have it, and they get it. And start looking at well why is this on here none of the pictures i have found show that or or this where does it look like it should so it's that's
2: the, that's the unfortunate part of this hobby and i, I always joke collecting dirty jerseys you know because they're already dirty and they're worn and whatever um i think one of the things that i've discovered and i, I don't say i don't want to say this incorrectly or have it come off like i'm being a jerk but i don't think everybody cares for this stuff to the same degree as other people if that makes any sense you know like what happens to them or how they're handled i mean you know we've all been to expos or been to base, you know any kind of sports show and if you watch people pack and unpack whether or not it's baseball cards jerseys game use memorabilia or whatever there's times you're like oh my god stop please stop like <laughs> like don't you know full like what is this like what are you doing because you know the residual outcome of that poor handling is what you're talking about. And maybe somebody wore it to a hockey game and they got ketchup on the thing. And next thing (laughs) you know, it's dug into the sleeve. I mean, you know, whatever, but um, I I, I guess that's the buyer beware moment in the same sense, unfortunately, as these things travel, you don't know how good someone else cares for it or if it's the same level that you do as a hobbyist or
0: and I, I will say I bought yeah. jerseys and, and it shows up more on the white jerseys if you see rando stains that you know aren't typical game type stuff. Like if you get a jersey off like a jersey off a of back and it's a white jersey. I've seen where there's like the kind of Gatorade staining and stuff or what that you'll let pass because okay the, the player had it on 10 minutes ago and was chugging that crap. No. You know it had not been laundered in the meantime. But I picked up jerseys through through collectors and that that you start looking it's like okay that's a faint stain that's not a that's not a a a game stain that's a like you said sitting in the stands wearing it or whatever environment it's been at um because we talked we've had people post about buying from collectors who way back smoked Mm -hmm. and all that that nicotine and crap is in the jersey when you wash it it's yeah. it slightly yellow and then it's bright white when you're done yeah. and in a couple of cases the ones i bought that were obvious not game wear yeah. i washed them gently yeah and magically that gotten, came out and i've gotten
2: people a, will freak over that though yeah depend i mean I, i've unfortunately had the situation happen where i've acquired jerseys from people that when i got them i didn't really feel like they were like, it was something I wanted to hang up with all the other stuff I had. So I've had to do the light wash thing a couple times, or I've acquired something on eBay and it showed up and I don't like the way it's packed. And in the same sense, you know, I hate to say, you don't know what somebody else's house looks like, you know, the last thing I want to do is if it, if it looks dirty, I'm going to unfortunately have to do that light, light wash just to protect the rest of my stuff. And, you know. God, and- God forbid you got bed bugs in your house from somebody's dirty jersey. I mean, right. seriously, though, think about it. Or you know, oh. anything. I mean, like, there's so many crazy things that could happen. So you know, I guess it comes back to buyer beware. But in the same sense, like, hey, if you're listening to this, like, take care of this stuff. You know, somebody else may cherish it later.
1: Right. And- Sorry, Paul. Go ahead. I-, I do think when you're selling a jersey, if you have worn it, that is something that should also be disclosed. Some people, you know, like they don't want a game worn jersey that has been worn by someone other than the player no and you're that, right you know that's something that should be told up, up front you know yes i have worn this um i mean monica and i stuck with the same set of michigan jerseys this whole year for i you know they were gamers i mean we'll never resell them but mm-hmm. you know, for every sharks and cuda games but um you know the, the other thing on that you know having spilled some beer and other stuff on them a light wash really does take care of a lot of the problems yeah for sure uh, and, and remember the team's washing these things all the time
0: yeah and uh, I, I don't, I don't think they're light it. washing them no so they're just uh, chucking them all in one of the big machines and and now be careful no, I always like to throw back into it like if
2: you're doing something vintage that has the uh, vinyl like don't wash yes. it don't, yeah, exactly. don't, don't do that. you're know you going to ruin it. It's going to fall apart. You're going to be a very, very unhappy person. But if you're talking a modern jersey, I mean, I rarely wear anything. And the one rule I have is if I do wear a jersey to a game, um, I try to be cognizant of the player I'm wearing, if that makes any sense. Um, I may wear a cheaper jersey to a game occasionally, but I'm not ripping out a Ryan O'Reilly blues jersey or a Brett Hall jersey gamer and you know, taking that to, taking that to enterprise center and, you know, cause God forbid something happens and somebody does spill something or something stupid happens. Um, but like I said, I mean, I have gotten jerseys before and um, you know, have put them on the delicate and, you know, really lightly, lightly turned them just to either get a weird smell off of something that, you know, that cigarette or just some, you know, sometimes people's houses smell right. Bad, you
0: know, but um, it's have- funny to see in in the some of the groups online when people say they've gotten a jersey and it's it's dirty or whatever, is all the different debate is some people's like, well, dry clean it. That yeah. used to be the big thing, I think, again, with the older jerseys, with the vinyl and that, because I, I don't think it, it affected that as well or yeah. as much, excuse me. But yeah, anything minor, throw it in the washing machine. Again, gentle yeah. cycle, but it's... They're on the ice. They're getting the shit beat out of them. It's your, your washing machine, unless something really weird happens, isn't going to screw them up.
2: No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, Be sensible.
0: But it's, it's one of those things of look, if if you're going to customize a gamer and throw stuff on it, that doesn't need to be on there. You better disclose it. Or if if you get caught, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, like I mean, going back
2: to the jersey of yours that you're talking about, I think that that jersey to me sounds like just by just the conversation that if in the last year that thing's changed hands three or four times, um, you know, I mean, who knows? Somebody wore it to a game. Somebody did whatever. It sounds like that is a prime example of a jersey that could probably use a fifteen minute quick wash to to w- like work out those little. Little problems you're talking about. Um, right. Well, that, that's a great candidate for, for that that treatment, you know?
0: And again, it may not have been intentional, but if, if you notice no, that, sure. don't clean it up yourself. Don't move it yeah. on and yeah. one, or just close it and say, hey, I got this dirty, but I'm too nervous yeah. to wash it. Do you want it as is? Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. But, you
1: know, I
0: and mean, case-
2: there's plenty of people in this hobby who would help you too. I mean, like, I don't want people mailing me jerseys for me to wash for them. But in the same sense, if it was, you know, like if there was a local collector who was like, hey, I've got this. This is the problem. I mean, you know, hey, I'm happy. I'd be happy to help. You know, bring it over. Well, you know, no, you know, I'm not going to take any kind of liability on it. But if I would I would help people and I'm sure there's plenty of other people that would do the same
1: or at least guide you the right way to do it. Yeah. And I just want to point out in this case about the jersey we've been discussing. We're fortunate you had the original photos. Yeah uh so it's you know I, I have a feeling that when you first talk to the current owner he had no idea that that's yeah, true you know will... and,
0: and i immediately reached out i'm like hey i noticed you got this for sale here's how it left my hands what you... and and the, and he was very was surprised about it didn't know i mean didn't have any answers of why it was there um and and we had a discussion i'm like hey i just wanted to let you know because here's the original evidence of what it was and Take it take it as you will and do with it but if i see it show up in the hobby again and the next person seller has it that way i'll go hey i warned the previous guy i'm warning you too you to here's yeah. here's what it here's what you need to know take i do it my question it. It that, you that will one. but my question doc was you had said there
2: was some standing around where the patches were removed i wonder if that picked up some some gunk or whatever if there was some some glue residue there that as it, that thing moved around a couple times, if it picked up, like the out, you know, like you know, sometimes you'll see jerseys that used to have, um, you know, an A on them or a C on them or a patch that was removed, and you you can see as they get older that they'll like you may not not be able to feel the glue, but they'll pick up an outline of that. And, previous and that's look.
0: definitely possible. I didn't because it, it was a super faint heart shape. I didn't like feel any when I had yeah. the jersey, didn't, but again, it may be kind of. Say microscopic, for lack of a better word, but but so subtle in the fabric, you can't notice it by feeling it. But you're right; it may pick that up, and and that's something to pay attention to. But the other one on the on the sleeve has no business with anything of of that. But you're you're right; the one could be explained away. And even the the seller I talked to mentioned that for that. I'm like, you know what? You could be right there. Again, I don't know. It didn't. I just want to let you know it didn't leave my hands that way. Gotcha. Um, and uh, yeah, I did find the, uh, at least info on the the post from the Buffalo Sabres is it was a, a fi- the 50th anniversary patch had been added, wasn't disclosed. And then the, and again, all the debates, if you're in the group, you can read it for yourself. I'm not sharing any secret stuff is uh, the, the seller initially deleted it. It was removed, reposted, and then tried to say that the first person who sold in New Jersey put it on. And that that seller was dealt with appropriately in that group, and I believe some other ones. But again, if you're gonna you have
2: so many shit, times,
0: uh yeah. You and don't disclose
2: like, stuff that you can get yourself in trouble quick.
0: Right. And even going back to the, the Terasenko I had in the and the heart patch thing is when I got that and discovered the patch had been removed, I put a yeah. post in the blues group and several others and asked about restoring it and everybody was like you know what unless it's the patch you know came off don't bother and and that's what i did
2: well especially in that case i remember i remember the conversations we had about that the one thing that was funny about it is we were able to well i don't match but you were able to match it to that pre-season the next year yep with the outline you know so i mean the other day you would be doing it a disservice by, by putting the patch on there because it was readily matched without the patch right so that's its last its last touch of of nhl use. yeah was the way it was when you when you
0: had it yeah no that that does make make a lot of sense but i mean people people do weird stuff but if you do it or you you've had to undo it in the case of the one blues jersey just disclose it people are going to give you much more leeway or at least Again, if you bought it from some the wrong way and went to go correct it, they're they're going to give you credit for that. Or if you made a bad decision of, "Well, I added that and I'm going to sell it," and by the way, it wasn't originally there.
2: I mean, we're definitely you may, that you may lose I
0: some money that. in selling the jersey, but you've at least been up front.
2: Yeah, I think we're definitely giving that that eBay seller a lot of credit for his his post and the way he disclosed it. I mean, to me, I, I see no fault in that that seller. I think he did a great job.
1: Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. So
0: um so it was just interesting that those many type of, of issues, or at least the, the two with the the Sabres jersey and the blues one came up in about so now, a span of a week, week and yeah. a half. Um and then the other one good good find on the other one, Wade. Um I'm trying to think of other things to to cover well, we're, we we've got the the Cup Finals game three tomorrow. Yeah, um, and wow, yeah. Florida. I got one, one thing to
2: throw up about yeah. that. that found interesting, um, and there was I, I saw a bunch of um, comments about the patch placement for the finals oh, patch versus yeah. the uh, versus the A's and the C's on the jerseys. Um, unfortunately, I think that color, like both both Florida and um, and vegas both have shoulder patches and very busy jerseys with a lot of stuff going on so they had to get kind of creative with the the finals patch bumping off because of the the advertising um kind of interesting i think it's gonna be a wave of the future um you know you know i just uh, put the
0: cut patch right in the middle of the logo well <laughs> yeah like i mean honestly you know what do you do there yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the people were very upset when they when they saw those. You know, and I get it because there's still a lot of people very pissed with the uh, um, with the advertising patch at all. I, honest with you, I mean, seeing them in games and and watching a lot of different teams play, it didn't bother me all that much. Um, and because yeah, some of them really to. blended in.
2: Sure, I mean, I think they did a really good job of that. I think that was the one thing is that they made the patches. You know, work with the color of the jersey, and and I don't, I didn't see a problem with them. You know, I think it it became interesting just because, you know, Florida has a very busy jersey because they've got the numbers on the shoulder and they've got patches on the sleeves, and um, I think it just made for a difficult placement. And it looks like the NHL really, in recent years, has an uh, affinity for the finals patch being on the chest of the jersey. I think that's that's something that you definitely see the NHL, that's the MO. And I think that's probably the, the guideline that the team has that it can't go on a shoulder or a sleeve at this point. Um, So the question is going to be, you know, who's, who on that brain trust is going to come up with a way to accommodate, you know, accommodate the way it looks with the A and the C and as busy as the jerseys are these days.
0: Yeah. And, and we talked about how much money those, that advertising is.
2: Yeah, that's not going anywhere.
0: Ooh, no, it sure isn't. That and the helmets. And and I guess and and maybe that's a, a, a debate as we get into the summer a little bit more. And and maybe we'll have a round table bring a few more people on. Is okay, we've had a season of those ads with all, all the different teams, and I think and some teams I think added them a little bit later. Is did they sell the same? Have we seen no. a pickup or or did, did sales drop off? because at least the following RT the the blues in that I didn't really see a drop off I mean late auctions the prices fell some more of cuz they didn't I don't think they did well we know they didn't do well but I think that's why the prices dropped off yeah. they've and they've released some some heritage or not heritage some older jerseys on their other site that I think has driven a lot of people's money toward but Paul have have you guys had any issues with or or seen a drop off in game sales
1: um, well, I'm trying to think. The Sharks didn't have a patch. They're,
0: they're, I, I swear they, okay. Yeah, I was thinking they were doing one, but, um. But they didn't they have on it on the helmets. That, so. Okay.
1: They didn't do a jersey one. Yeah, a few teams are still holdouts. On you the think jersey.
0: they'll do it next year?
1: So hard to tell. <laughs> uh, but my gut feeling is they'll probably wait for the jersey switch over.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's not a bad thought. That'll be curious to see as we roll into this next year. Um yeah. and, and I, I say looking watching the different teams, I like the teams that and, and we talked about this when we were looking at the ads, is the ones that they cut that follow the, the jersey patch followed the cut of the letters. Like even I was I was traveling uh back in the, the milk ones. Yes, I was exactly gonna bring that one up because my daughter and I were were on the road traveling watching the, the game that Toronto was on, and I and I pointed at my daughter. I'm like, look at their sponsor patch, it says milk. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it looked good when you zoomed in oh, because yeah. of the way it was cut, it blended right to the fabric. It almost looked like it was just built into the jersey. But some of the ones that just did that square ass patch just it yeah. really threw it off. Um yeah, I think and- the
2: one that I noticed that had that square patch just right off the top of my head, I think in the Minnesota has like has like some square. I think it's a, a hospital or of some sort in that area. And I think theirs is a a, a square and That's one of the ones where I don't think it blends very well. Um, A few other ones. I I didn't mind
1: them. It is what it is. If I remember right, the wild were the team that were offering the patch, the sponsor patch to people who bought authentic jerseys to be added.
0: uh, I believe Philly did it also.
1: Now I do believe at the blues
2: games, I think that a majority of the jerseys that are in the the team store have the, the Stiefel patch on them. If, Correct me if I'm wrong, doc, but it, I think I, that's,
0: I haven't been to this. I haven't actually been into the store. I probably need to get in there. I believe um, that they do. I think
2: that you, I think most of the, like, I think a lot of that stuff and somebody can comment later, but I do believe if memory serves me, there are jerseys in there that have the Stiefel patch on them. And I'm sure that if they're on them there, you could probably definitely yeah. add one if you brought one in.
0: And and I want a discount though. If I'm buying a, an authentic with a, with a sponsor patch like that, I want a discount. Cause now I'm advertising <laughs> Yeah.
2: We're advertising Adidas, anyways. Right. So, (laughs) one
0: other final question that I heard it at another uh, hockey podcast over the last couple days, and it was a uh, a good question to to hash back out. Should the NHL do one of two things: either go back to whites for home the entire season, or do what the the AHL does and split them at the All Star break or at Christmas break? and I know so many of the the third and the alternates are the darks, so they're doing that. But do you think the NHL should go back to either whites at home or or do a split halfway through the year so home fans can see both?
1: Well, I don't think it needs to be that clear cut. One of the most beautiful games we've seen was the Red Wings, uh, Maple Leafs, Winter Classic in Ann Arbor. Oh, yeah. Red Wings wore red, Maple Leafs wore blue. You had no problem telling which team was winning. <laughs> yeah. And the a few color teams contrast, you could
0: you could butt heads a little, you'd be close, but not often.
1: yeah, I, I mean, and that happens sometimes. It, it's like I, I don't think one team always has to wear white no, um, I agree but and, and but to, since that is going to continue to happen and it's mostly going to be a white jersey against the other one, I would prefer to see the visiting teams wearing their nicer colors as opposed to the white. I mean, and I don't care if we switch at the halfway point or if they did it all season. I'd much rather see white as the home jersey. So my take on it
2: is this. I think that traditionally the white jersey was always the home jersey, and I felt like the NHL changed it because I know there's some metrics that show that fans buy more of the home jersey than the away jerseys, and I think that it was a cash grab to switch them anyways. So my personal expectation is at some point they'll decide they want to grab that cash. But in the same sense, I think that the introduction of the third jerseys and the Saturday jerseys and all that stuff has taken a lot of that, that away because they're they've figured out a way to produce that intake of money without having to worry about home and road as much. Um, But to me, it is what it is. I think, you know, at the end of the day, if you think about like the blues this season, They wore four, four, well, three or four different color jerseys at home. Yeah. When you go reverse retro, retro heritage on Saturday, and then the blue that was the home jersey. So there's four home jerseys, and so the home jerseys actually get worn less than the road jerseys, in the sense that you know the road jersey, unless it's a specialty event, those white road jerseys got worn in a lot more games than the other stuff. I think my solution is, and a few teams did wear their specialty jerseys as their road jerseys around the league, and to me that's the solution and kind of the fun solution is, hey, you know what? If if the Blues are going to San Jose and they're playing Paul's Sharks, who wouldn't want to see instead of the Blues in the, the white jersey that they see all the time, I'm sure that it would be cool to see that yellow reverse retro too – Versus the the Sharks reverse retro as well. I mean, you know, if you're really trying to sell jerseys or engage fans, you know, the the putting more jerseys out there is the way to do it. Yeah. Um, I've said this. I'm, I'm kind of talking a bunch, but I said this in previous podcasts that we've had and in, in previous conversations with other collectors. I think we're getting ready to see a real insurgence of jerseys after the first couple years of fanatics takeover. If you look at what fanatics controls brand wise with major league baseball and the NBA, I mean, the NBA is wearing a ton of different jerseys all the time. MLB has got a ton of different jerseys. The only thing that's going to save hockey from that is the cost of hockey jerseys versus the cost of manufacturing baseball and basketball jerseys. Um, But I do think that the influx of more specialty and more whatever is right around the corner when when fanatics gets a hold of
0: this well but even look at the the ahl level the amount of of all the different jesus i think the thunderbirds alone have five or six different ones you Mm -hmm. see all these different teams do they don't they wear them in game yeah they don't do warm. they're not warm-ups they're they wear them for one or multiple games and and these teams just crank them out because again Uh, they also find if it's a special event it's this charity or this that whatever but they also know they can get top dollar for those and and you i think you you may see cuz the nhl is the you know, they're ranked way down like overall monetary wise compared to other stuff and maybe that would it like you said inject more money in there but yeah. fans at that price point for those jerseys the fans can only swing so many
2: correct correct you see that with the nba stuff i mean you know the, i'm not a huge nba fan but you know it is neat i mean like They've got some pretty cool creative stuff that you see those teams wearing, you know, some interesting stuff. And Major League Baseball's done some some fun stuff as well. I mean, they always have. Um, if you're a collector of jerseys outside of just hockey, you know, Major League Baseball's done turn back the clock and, you know, um, specialty event jerseys for a long time. And I think they're, it's fun and people want to buy them. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about cost effectiveness for, right. for franchises.
0: So we start designing some interesting jerseys. And and I've had a lot of like newer collectors. What what should I look I want to get some jersey that's got some good marks on it. I said, honestly, so go buy a road jersey. Because compare especially when when I, the blues are good at it. And I don't know if the sharks are, Paul, on their site, is at the beginning of the season, the blues will put out all the jerseys, the types they have the, the reverse retro to retro to whole bit, and put the dates out.
2: What they're yeah. wearing.
0: And it's and it's happened where they've had to tweak them a little bit. Maybe once one one of them's worn in one extra game, but you can chart out then, Okay, here's how many regular home jerseys were worn or, or how many games each one was worn and kind of do it down. Well, whites. Okay, the first set was worn from from preseason to December and they played 20 road games in that set that jersey was worn in 20 games that's where yeah. you're gonna, gonna see the most wear is you may find the home stuff you may be lucky if you get five or six games out of it
2: oh yeah depending yeah. on yeah. Uh, on their
0: schedule i agree so as if you're a new collector and you're not sure look at the if, if you like whites look at the road jersey if you want to see more marks stuff on them yeah, absolutely uh any other final thoughts before we get out of here gentlemen
1: I'm no, just looking forward to the game tomorrow night.
0: Yeah. Um Florida better better figure out how to score real quick and, and keep Vegas down or or God, I don't want to see a sweep. Nobody all the odds makers and other national people I follow are saying Florida's gonna win one. Well, if they don't win the next one, I think it's gonna be uh, yeah, you're gonna be really oh, hard pressed.
2: I think this game three is a must win for Florida and i think they i think they need to do it convincingly to get themselves back in the series and
0: going back home will help that too
2: yeah for sure i mean vegas you know vegas from all accounts is a pretty tough t- place to play i think loud and um you know the their game day operation is pretty spot on and um you know there's a lot of people that say that's a really really hard place to play and when it's filled up and people are excited
1: yeah What a change Uh, from two years ago. uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) yeah. I mean, well, you know, Vegas is going to be interesting too. You know, it sounds like they're getting, they're going to have the A's, you know, I mean, how, I mean, if you would have thought, you know, if you 10 or 20, you 10 years ago, if you would have said Vegas is going to have three major pro sports teams, you you know, I probably would have chuckled at you. And, you know, it's, it's, it's happened and, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of shows the, Volatility of some of these other cities and and stuff moving around. So, so poor Oakland.
0: Yeah. But hey, Vegas Vegas has the dollars, and they'll draw fans from every team because it's cheap to fly there. Pretty much anywhere you live. Oh,
2: sure. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a destination place. You know, he yeah. doesn't want to go to Vegas?
0: Right. Well, on that note, we'll watch another good Cup game tonight. Be back in two weeks for uh, more fun topics. A lot of stuff to cover, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure as always. Hi guys note of the dirty Night. laundry game War, and hockey podcast in the books make sure you uh whatever if you're watching or watching on youtube like subscribe there if you're on spotify um any of the other platforms like us rate us all that i want to try and get us moved up i know we've had a, a crap ton of listens uh, and if you have ideas of topics you want to see about coming on the show please reach out to either me paul wade uh and we'll sort it out and get it worked in we'll see you next time